There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. Hey, I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And you're listening to... The Element Podcast. We are back in business, everybody. Golly, I feel like I haven't <sighs> seen these people B-I-B. in a month, man. Back in biz. We have had a lot of things going on. I hope y'all have had a lot of things going on because we were just talking, Tyler and I. <laughs> this is one of the busiest times of the year mm. because it is a scramble fest. Uh, we don't mean eggs. We, that's right. <laughs> we use the example of this is the two days for the game that is coming up. Um, mm. That is deer season. Yeah. And it is hot fest. A lot of things happening. We've been somewhat apart. I had a baby. Whoa. Not me. Well. How's that say? It's weird. Like, I don't feel like being too PC about that stuff, man. I had a baby, too, yeah. for sure. It didn't come out of my body, but, like, it's part mine, for sure. Yeah. And my wife is the same way. She gets it. So, we're cool about that stuff. Uh, you boys. It didn't come here. out of the urethra, though. No. That no. would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God's design is good, man. It's yeah. <laughs> if we start Especially trying to mess you. with it, yes, it'd be bad. It would be bad for mm. sure. Mm. Um, what have y'all been doing? Oh, just hanging out. Yeah, just enjoying <laughs> the wilderness. Uh, man, I'm tired thinking about. Are this. you? Yeah, yeah, I'm tired. Tired of thinking about it. You want to do no, something else? No, oh. I'm tired just thinking about it for sure. Yeah. Eric uh, is on the podcast. You might have just heard him a little What's peep, up, everyone? little peep guy. Um, <laughs> Eric went. Eric and I went to uh, do some business meetings in the Upper Rockies of the U.S. And Eric, something special happened, didn't it? It did. I caught my first cutthroat and first fly rod catch too. Wow! Yeah. How about that, yeah, dude? So cool. many firsts. What'd you catch him on? 
That's a good question. Still learning. Dang. Oh, that's yeah. that's <laughs> Dang. And gave me the old public land word you shoot it <laughs> answer. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler could probably answer that one because uh, I'm still learning. So. I don't know. Were you, I don't remember what you're using. I literally can't remember like yesterday. It hardly. looked like a big foam stimmy, but I'm not sure. I was thinking it was a hopper, foam hopper. Maybe it was a foam yeah. hopper. Yeah. And uh, I caught like a 17-incher that day. Um, what are those? What are the what type of cutthroats? Are oh, they? those I'm not sure. Not sure. This was so. This is the first trip that I've like not been super involved in the been planning. Dialed on yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like you ha- I had some planning done I, for me. It was kind of nice, actually. I feel like those are Snake River cuts. Is what I, like the way they looked. Yeah, looked uh, like Snake River cut. They looked like um, they did look like snakes for sure. So uh, I think Mark thought they were West Slopes, but they, I, th- I thought, man, these look, these are fine spotted. So mm-hmm. anyway, which here's the thing for you. I like things. I'm kind of getting out of order here, but we should talk about this at one point. So I'll just okay. mention it so that you can maybe remember it. Uh, Mark is a group, I guess you'd call it a grouper or a lumper, not a splitter. Good. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So let's talk about that later we'll, on. We'll but we need to like on that introduce sure. who Mark is uh, to people because they're just they've thinking, never heard of that guy. They've so. never heard of a guy <laughs> named Mark before, you know. So yeah. Um, uh, so our um, Mark, Michael, David, Johnsons are all gone right now. Actually, um, Brian and Hunter and Michael and Greg are all headed, or actually are in. A deer hunting state right now. They wow. are about to hunt deer tomorrow. Brian just texted me. He woke up, so. I'm not surprised. The dude <laughs> runs on like three hours of sleep. Yeah. And dude, I feel like he wakes up. You know how like, uh, you know the hashtag is I woke up like this? Mm-hmm. That's Brian. Yep. Yeah. Like he wakes up ready to rock. Yeah. He's the same person from from sleep to sleep. It'd basically. be interesting to deer hunt with him because that's a good quality to have as a deer hunter. Yeah, like, for sure. Like not need to warm up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like I'm. You can just take off with the wind, man. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I don't know if I do. Take off with the wind, not not uh, into the wind. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Like an airplane thing. No, no. Like a duck Like thing. it doesn't matter, but you can just have the wind at your back stalk them. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> man. I'm dumber than I used to be, dude. I think so, but it's okay. It's like when you have kids... You know how you pass on genetic information? Yeah, it leaves you. I think you. you actually pass on neurological information. <laughs> I think that part of your brain goes with it. <laughs> it's just the way it works. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I'm just dumber than I was last time y'all heard me on a podcast. So uh, that's all right, Here dude. we are. But, yeah. Um, uh, if you quit breeding, you'll stay the same smart. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Windmaster Bostic is out trying to... Uh, you heard of the Buckmasters? He's the Windmaster. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> so, um, he apparently missed a hog the other day, too, that we didn't Dang, know about. just don't tell nobody, yeah, he huh? didn't tell anybody. Missed it in Oklahoma. He was blaming the range finder. Oh, he told me about that. He didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're actually not sure he missed because there was a That's real wounded pig-looking <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Yeah. Okay, but those guys are actually up doing a velvet hunt, and we're excited to hear what how that goes. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later uh, because that hunt hasn't concluded yet. But um, you boys yep. did you some trout fishing. Mm-hmm. Eric, that was your first time to ever see a mountain. 
I've seen the Smoky Mountains, but those are more like hills. Let me reiterate. It's the first time you've ever <laughs> seen a mountain. How is <laughs> Man, it was pretty cool. It's kind yeah. of what I expected, but like just a lot better, you know? You know the thing that I always took from like seeing mountains or seeing a new mountain for the first time? Is it's always clearer than yeah. what you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think because pictures don't, so cliche, they don't do them justice, right? But like when you show up, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I can see that thing clear as day. It's not fuzzy or anything. The atmosphere mm-hmm. is clear and good, you know? Did you feel that way? Did you feel yeah, like they were I close? Did. Uh, when we were flying out of Salt Lake, I felt like it was pretty dusty there. So mm-hmm. those mountains were uh, not so clear, but in Idaho, it was real clear. Yeah, it's called Mormon dust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's because they're right. all blonde, so it's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What's the what's the uh Bethel dust or whatever? Oh, the Shekinah Glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, interior oh. church cloud. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, oh, I digress. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> yep. Um, uh, y'all don't want to do that. That's a different podcast, like even just platform there that we would have. Um, but, um, did some trout fishing and did some hanging out. What? I got to, I got to turn comments off, man. On YouTube or what? Somebody new. Somebody wants to know, this is on your video, so you didn't explain it well, but how do you decock the bow once you draw it back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this is a compound upright bow, y'all. By the way, <laughs> well, I get. I mean, that's it's silly, just, but no, it's it's a newbie, and this is what yeah. the video is. How to shoot a hunting bow for beginners? Yeah, so, maybe I should have covered that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what happens if you don't want to shoot? Well, you take your rotator cuff and wave bye bye. <laughs> oh look, let it down. Look at that. Been there before. Come back. Uh, so, uh, anyways, no clue what's uh, happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have a direction to this, but mm. by the way, guys, we do have a new YouTube video out mm. that I think that you will all enjoy and get something from because I actually learned something by doing the video. As weird as that sounds, I had to think about the top mistakes that public land hunters make. In a la myself, what do I do and what have I done that was a mistake, and what do I see other people doing? Get on there, watch that video. Uh, that's our take on it. If you have other things you need to add, uh, put that in the comments section, and we will put that as consideration. Don't say anything dumb because we will make fun of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't ask um, how to decock the bull. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but uh, that that is out on YouTube. We'll put that in the, in the link to the description. And uh, by the way, YouTube is uh, about to be wild right now for the element because pretty much until until deer season, there are hunts and things that you get to see that are unreleased. <laughs> That are rocking and rolling. There's uh, some Texas stuff. There's some mm. other places stuffs going down on there where mm. bucks are going down and cool things are happening. So mm. if you haven't, I don't know why you haven't. If you are at this point in podcast world with the element, we're at like episode two hundred and fifty something, maybe sixty something, and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, probably about time you did that. Okay, it's <laughs> probably time. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, you boys. Mm-hmm. Went to the mountains. We did, and then Man. Eric, what? I feel like that. I feel like when I go to the mountains now, that I'm not quite as impressed as I used to be, and that's not good. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the first means? few times I went to the mountains, I could not like I would just have my face pressed against the window, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, they're awesome, but 
I just don't have my face pressed against the window the whole time, you know? Do you find bigger mountains or do you find other things that are going to impress you now? Like, what? what's the next step? Um, I don't, is this a natural world thing or just a entire world thing? I'm not sure I understand where you're going with that. So just give I mean, me how are you, you feel. talking? I mean, if you're talking about like other mountains being like anything in the world or anything that I could see, mm-hmm. then yeah, I guess I found other other mountains. Yeah, uh, I guess what? Let me just give it a little bit more descriptive question. Uh, do you feel like you need to go to Alaska and see Denali since it's like yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, as far as the outdoors go, probably yeah. I probably do need to see bigger bigger mountains uh or maybe i just don't need to see like i don't know maybe i don't need to see eight thousand foot mountains i need to go back to colorado and see twelve thousand foot mountains you know or whatever fourteen thousands so i feel the first time i saw one of the first time i saw the mountains was like near rocky the park Mm -hmm. and it was you know, those are some of the most impressive mountains, if not the most impressive mountains in the lower 48, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the Tetons are great, but those mountains in Rocky are absolutely ridiculous as far as height goes and like vistas and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. Maybe I feel it's like to go that, there. all of that uh, Alaska stuff, my parents just got back from Alaska. They went on a vacation up there to see my uncle and um, I feel like there's some wild mountains in Alaska. Like, yeah. there's the, they got the jagged thing going on, but they also have the, I'm on the coast, so the base of me is at zero foot of sea level, yeah. and I'm going to go up to 14,000 feet, and it's like, wow. That's what Alan was telling me. He yeah. went to Denali recently, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, it's a giant mountain, but then also, like, its starting point is so low that it's just crazy. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you see a lot of mountains. Like, even in Colorado, you'll see where, like, the baseline, you're starting at, like, 9,000. Yeah. And going up to 14. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's 5,000-foot mountain. No doubt big. But, like, when you're talking about Denali, it's like whatever it starts at is super low, and it goes to, what, 20? Is Denali 20? I thought it was 18. Maybe. I don't know for sure. But I do know that. Fact check. You can look that up. Uh, I saw the other day, I watched something or read where Denali is actually taller than Everest because Everest's base is at like five thousand. Yeah, yeah. And Denali's base is like four hundred. That's what Alan said. Yeah. Same thing. Like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, basically, yeah. That's not the, the highest exactly elevation, but it's the biggest mountain. Actually, yeah. the biggest mountains in Hawaii, I think, because if really because uh, it starts at zero, it I guess. starts below the ocean, um, which is weird, but whatever. Somebody can always give you some anecdotal, nuanced answer to something and be like, <laughs> you know, like there's <laughs> yeah. always a... Denali yeah. is 20 foot, 20,310 foot. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Mm. That's wild. 20,000 feet. We have cool things in America, dude. The highest I've ever been is 12, I think. <clears throat> really? Uh-huh. That's probably about the highest I'd ever been until this summer. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Okay, so you've been higher than that this summer. We probably should yeah. talk about that some. Yeah. All right. So you and Eric went to a business meeting I couldn't go to because yeah. I had a baby. Eric caught his first cutthroat. Yeah. High out of the trip. Yep. Yep. All about it now. Good. Yeah. And then... Um, Dang, we're just making Eric like... He's like skipping all the stuff that you normally do when you start hunting and fishing, where you're like just catching a crap ton of catfish and like 
shooting stuff with BB guns and stuff. He just he just went straight to arrow shooting and flinging a fly. <laughs> well, I've, you caught, know? I've caught a lot of catfish. In my yeah, head yeah, I know. Back home. I Why? feel like we're not we're not we haven't done you justice. While you were gone, it rained like a foot here, and I was trying to talk them into going catfishing. I was telling them, I was like, "Look, uh-huh. dudes, this is the best catfishing day of the year. You need to go." And they never went. <laughs> I couldn't because they're a baby, but they could have went and stalked the freezers. With working too hard, man. I know. Just work hard. They were working so hard. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you boys split. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Eric uh, had to come home. Tyler went and hung out with a guy who you all need to be introduced to. Just a random right. guy. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> me and old Mark Kenyon. Some of you guys will know him. Who we'll now refer to as Mark for the rest of this podcast. Or Marky. I'll probably or Marky, call him Marky still. or something of the sort. Um, nutcase <laughs> is one thing we called him uh, on this trip. Uh, we all had nut names for some reason. Um, did you start that being I think T-nut? I did. Yep. Yep. So we'll just go, we'll just talk about that actually. Uh, so, real quick, Mark and I and another fella named Alan uh, went on a kind of once-in-a-lifetime type of fly fishing trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, so while we were on the business trip, I actually got a Nalgene bottle and I wrote my name on the Nalgene bottle so it wouldn't be confused with all the other people around. And I, I put T-nut, which is like peanut with a T. You know, it's not, it's, that's what it is, which Mark couldn't like fathom that that's actually what it meant. It's a funny, it's a funny <laughs> thing, but I've, Become numb to it because it's like a thing that you say a lot. Yeah, yeah T-Nut, I think my Wi-Fi password used to be T Nut or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know why it's just like Peanut is a funny name, and then I just add my first initial to that instead. So it's one of those like y'all, Do you know y'all know peanut? the person. Mm-hmm. I know a Peanut from college. So I know Peanut from Sulphur Springs, whose son's name is Juicy. Oh, <laughs> are these real names? No. Okay. That's their nicknames. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, we had a guy from Atlanta, Texas, Hot Atlanta, uh, where fast people are from mm-hmm. in college. It was a cornerback. His name was LaCorey Johnson, and everybody called him Nut or Peanut. <laughs> and uh, he was funny, had a big old smile, big teeth, you know, and just like <laughs> always smiling, man. Just Do you remember the D-back Charles Tillman for the Bears? Yes. Yeah. His nickname was Peanut. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Old nut. Must be a D back thing. Yeah. Maybe. Must the be. <laughs> peanut. I know probably wasn't a D back. No. Juicy, Big old boy. Juicy definitely wasn't. <laughs> juicy. Juicy thick. Juicy was a guard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so then uh, we're so we ended up we went to um, what is now known as the GYE from this point forward. Casey wants me to explain for those who don't know. <laughs> Uh, that is not uh, G-A-Y, which he thought it was several times <laughs> when I said that. Uh, but it is the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem. Uh, which which is, is a huge area. A huge area. And uh, Mark said that's as far as I can go with my explanation of where, <laughs> where this is because this is top secret stuff that's taken uh, a lot of time to research and figure out where this good fishing might be. But... That's where we were heading or whatever. And so uh, we're in bear country, needless to say, uh, as the GYE is known for. It's the largest concentration <laughs> of interior brown bears in the world, right? 
I don't know. I think that. British Columbia is pretty high. Is it on the the brown? Uh, you know, are they grizzlies. are they grizzlies there <clears throat> where you're yeah. going? Okay, so that's a thing that a lot of people don't understand, and I don't understand that great. But like, brown bear is the species, mm-hmm. but then there are a lot of different varieties of that that people call like, and a grizzly is an interior brown bear. Right? Yeah, and a Kodiak bear is different than that. Yeah. A brown bear and a Kodiak are the same thing. It's just that Kodiak Island is like known or mm-hmm. whatever as a as a mecca or whatever brown bears. But brown bear is essentially a sea uh, uh, coastal bear, basically. And so the brown bear is actually technically usually bigger than grizzlies because they feed on salmon so heavy uh, on the coast. So, but they're the same thing. The grizzly just eats a lot of berries compared to the salmon diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so and dudes and, and and weirdly enough in this gye there's like i think there's like 10 dudes that get scratched up every year by grizzlies scratched up. Mm. So like that's what mark yeah. mark said because i think steve says it so mm. um anyway <laughs> anyway uh we'll say scratched up from now on but we were so we're so back to the nut store here we were heading into this gye uh ecosystem full of not just grizzlies but black bears too and uh you know this is a very basically the yellowstone park bleeds out um wildlife so essentially all like way mark helped me understand it is that the yellowstone is this created sanctuary but uh like the founding fathers of conservation also decided it would be a good idea to encompass this area with more national forests and things that help protections and management of the area because it's such a special area, which Mark romanticizes this area tremendously. And I think a lot of people do, but, um, you know, anyway, basically I think one of Mark's best, like one of the reasons he romanticizes the area so much is because he says it has, it has the original suite of big game animals, uh, like no other place in the, lower 48 basically original sweet meaning varieties yeah right so okay. you know bison wolves brown bear or great grizzly bear black bear elk moose uh deer like all the all the lions you know it's got all the things still there that were there when white people expanded westward essentially are there white tail in that country uh, depends on where that is, but yeah, I think in the GYE there are definitely pockets of whitetail for sure. Actually, I know that um, they are there. So, Bozeman counts GYE. I think so. Okay, I think so. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, massive area, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big. Um. So anyway, we're heading into this grizzly country. Well, the thing that you do in grizzly country, and I kind of like hung back and watched these guys do it, but Mark is uh like spends a lot of time out in the GYE and you, when you walk, you pretty much like, depending on how thick the cover is, like say every 50 yards, you say something loud so that the bears don't attack you or you don't surprise the bears basically. So Mark is like walking down the trail, you know, early on and he does this, Hey bear kind of thing. And then like, it, I can't, I guess we all, I don't know, this was kind of an unsaid thing, but, like, I guess you just think, well, if you just say, hey, bear, it's like if you make that noise in the woods, honestly, like, it could spook a deer from 100 yards, or the deer might just be like, 
did I actually hear that? Like, mm-hmm. was that actually a noise? You know what I mean? That's the same thing like when you're in a quiet environment and you hear a gunshot and you're like, hold on, was that actually a thing or did I make, you know, make that up? Or something that's just like a quick noise. So we start like adding to so that it's like for sure guys coming down the trail talking, right? So Mark starts going, his thing is like, and if, if you guys don't know him, or listen to his podcast, um, he's exactly like he is on his podcast. <laughs> Me and Eric both figured out. He's the same person. And uh, he's, uh, you know, just a square white dude. Um, and and But funny, you know, or whatever. But, like, dude, he would be, he would go, hey, Bear, yo, 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 oh, Bear. No. Yo, Bear, <laughs> hey. And so, like, it, it turned into, it turned, like, at first it was just, like, kind of like, uh, like a hey or yo kind of thing, you know. It wasn't like a... Um, an actual saying. It was more of a noise that was different. Um, and that turned into, like, rapping, of course. Like, naturally, the yo-yos went into, like, I'm going to rap, which turned out the widest rap I've ever heard in my life. And I started calling him Krispy Kreme and <laughs> uh, Froggy Fresh, if anybody gets that reference. Did Mark get it? Uh, no, I had to explain <laughs> it, of course, you know. but um, He had explained to me the first time, too. So, well, he... Yeah. he you know, he definitely had to be explained, and he loved it once I did explain it. But, yeah, so uh, he started doing this rap. Well, he came up with, of course, because uh, he's, you know, square, he he rapped about T-Nut, but then also uh, Alan's last name starts with a C, so he called him C-Nut. <laughs> and then called him his own self nutcase <laughs> in the rap. <laughs> so for, like, the rest of the trip, we kind of, like, jokingly went by T-Nut, C-Nut, and... Uh, nutcase and then um yeah there's there's so many stories and I, I won't tell them all but basically uh we hiked in like i mean we'll we'll call like base camp uh 10 miles in and so we're in some remote country and i'll say this we were in there for like four days basically and did not see a person uh Walked out 10 miles, did not see a person on the trail. We, so we, we, once we got back in there, we didn't see a person, but about, there was a camp like six miles in, it had some people in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but on our way in, um, I mean, we saw two fishermen. What were those people doing? The the camp six miles in? Doing the, you know. Granola thing? Yeah, granola (laughs) thing. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing the granola thing, walking around. You know, just, but this is like, we, I did not walk anywhere without like the whole time we were there without bear spray on. And that was like, it's a weird feeling. I've never spent camping time in grizzly country, much less like actually very heavy grizzly country. Uh, So, but the first day we walk in like maybe a mile and they can't stand it. And they want to go off trail like 170 yards and get to the river and fish. So we like we camped like six miles in the first night, um, and basically fished like four of that or more, which was a beat down on my feet, dude. And uh, the feet beat because I had yeah <laughs> I had the slip on water shoes you get for like eight bucks at Walmart, and that's what I did literally four miles of mm-hmm. river walking in. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it's like might as well just um, put an insole on the bottom like a thin thin insole on the bottom of your feet and that's what i had on was mark wearing those sandals yeah dude <laughs> what is wrong with that guy man his dude, feet look like elephant feet love chacos 
and I yeah. do not. I, I I I like the idea. Yeah, hard soul bottom, but uh-huh. like I put I wore chacos in nineteen on our big trip mm-hmm. one evening, like one afternoon of fishing up in the Olympic Peninsula, ripped my feet so bad that like the whole summer I, they yeah. were recovering. I will for sure knock all my toenails off if I do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yep. closed toed <clears throat> shoes, guys. I'm telling you, dude. People status. I know. Um, I don't know, but some people's like the the slip on thing. But that's Mark's <laughs> mo is like to wear slip ons the rest of his life. I think. But anyway, he. Um, so we fished our way in. We did really well. I caught like at least thirty fish that that mm. like day basically. What's the technique here? <clears throat> dry flies. Just dry. <clears throat> you didn't even run your dropper like you liked. To. I did. I, I okay. caught some on the dropper. Uh, but dude, I mean, it was literally. From now on, if you can imagine the best trout fishing you've ever you ever could get into, just imagine that because that's what happened. Like, unbelievable! Oh, the first the first afternoon actually we camped, uh, we camped like for for the night, like right at you know off the road or whatever. Um, I caught uh, an eighteen incher, eighteen inch cutthroat. Um, on the biggest foam hopper you could possibly find. I'm <laughs> like talking a size six dude, or something? this big, man. Oh, gosh. Like I'm talking over two inches long, probably. And caught an eighteen incher, freaked out, you know, <laughs> and we got pictures of it. And then so the next day we walk in, we fish like four miles, catch like I caught like thirty, and the other guys did similar. Now Alan was a streamer, he's a brown trout guy, so like he was throwing streamers the whole time, if that makes sense to anybody who fly fishes. But um he didn't catch as many fish over the course of the trip because he was throwing the streamer so much. Um, did it pay off? It did a little. I wouldn't say no. It didn't pay off. He didn't catch any bigger trout. Yeah. Than any of. I, that's I what mean, I was wondering. Me and Mark both caught monsters. I mean, and, that's the thing with fishing terrestrials, which means things <clears> that live on the land but fly into the water, like grasshopper. Like you're still big fish fishing when you're doing that. Yeah. Like, if you're fishing, like, little mayflies or caddis or something, you're not always fishing. You can catch big fish, but, like, yeah. the... If they're in the right spot, you yeah, can. Yeah, in the right spot, you can, yeah. for sure. But, like, you know, uh, the, Overall, the appeal big of a bait, streamer... big fish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, is, like, you're fishing for a predatory fish. Yeah. when And there were... We caught probably, like, four browns the whole trip. So, there were browns in there. Mm-hmm. And Alan caught, like, a 17-inch brown on a streamer. So, it worked out, you know. But, like, overall... We were there for cutthroats, mm-hmm. native endemic species, and the biggest ones we could find is what we were after. So, <clears throat> like I said, we fished that first day in. We camped like six miles. We get up the next day, and we just burn to our next camp like three and a half miles or whatever. And set up. Uh, I set up tent, my tent. They didn't set up their tent because they were so antsy about getting to fish. I'm like, dude, we got like four days in here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm setting up my tent in case it's, it rains, which uh, – Spoiler alert, it rained, and we got rained on right when we got back to camp that night, and they, like, just threw the fly over them and sat on the ground while it rained for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was in my tent just laughing Dang. pretty much. And I was like, you know what? I, I would help, except for there's two of you, and y'all could have set your tent up, and I set my tent up by myself. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, they uh, they did get pretty wet that first day, but we uh, we basically set up and we fished downstream the first day we fished upstream the next day and then we went further the next day and that's how kind of the thing went um and i will say this um 
expectations were exceeded. Really? Mm. Yes. Um, oh, the first the first night actually at our six mile camp, we uh, we did see a grizzly at about two hundred and seventy five yards. <clears throat> so on a hill, feeding heavily, and so that was cool. But at the same time, I was like, man, it's getting dark. And we're 275 yards from this grizzly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck, you know? I mean, and like Mark found it funny, and I think it's the same. But like, you feel com- you feel like this sense of security when you get in your tent, and really, it's paper thin, like <laughs> yeah, nylon, nylon or whatever. Yes. You know, uh-huh. it's like, man, I don't know. This is this isn't cool. But um, anyway, um, hey, dude. Sometimes, uh, like, just. N- Having security in something you know is fake and not real is still nice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The, the sense of security yeah. is nice. It's yeah. the, it goes back to putting the covers over your head when you're a little kid when oh, you're scared yeah. of something. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm yep. better now. Cause I yeah, or believing the government's going to take care of you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, it feels good to think yeah. the government likes me and cares about me. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we saw that happen. The next day when we got to our camp, uh, we fished downstream. Uh, I actually did not see this, but both Alan and Mark saw a black bear cross the river. Um, and, um, I mean, unbelievable fishing. Like, and it was real, water was low, so the fish were, like, in in the best pools, basically. Were it they, was weird. They weren't even in mediocre pools that, like, if I was fishing these, like, three- and four-foot pools, uh, normally I would be catching, like, 10 to 14 inch fish out of them like crazy mm-hmm. and they there weren't fit there were not fish in them like they were stacked in the biggest pools for some reason were the was it low and clear like spooky fish conditions yes but the fish didn't have anywhere to go really like i mean they could have gone other places but they just wanted to be there in the best spots because there's lots of eagles around and stuff so you there. didn't blow out a hole because the fish saw you <laughs> No, they would just stop feeding for five minutes. So remote fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just fish that. I mean, dude, we fished for three days, like anywhere from two to probably four miles up and down river all three days. And I did not see a single piece of trash or fishing line and barely saw old uh, boot tracks on, on the river like a couple of times. Sounds worth doing. Dude, nobody around. <laughs> we sat, we were in there at a like formal campsite. A, like, to oh, the, this is like a on the map campsite. Yeah, it is. Wow. A couple hundred yards off of the trail and did not see a person, not at one person, not a hiker, nothing for three days straight. It was insane, dude. Quiet as could be, like outside of the river, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Dude, we caught so many fish. I caught so I found out the first night that Mark was like keeping tabs. He wanted to know how many fish, you know. And he he said, and I don't know, but he said it was I'm for sure. like research purposes. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so then I had to like start keeping up with my numbers, uh, which I think I beat them from that point out. All of them. Uh, yeah, with I bet. If you start letting me know that we're taking tabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I should have counted the ones I lost too, Mark. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, dude, I would guess, let's see, I probably caught like 30 that first day. Um, I caught like, I think maybe 15 or 20 or something like that. The, the first day we were way back. I caught 
12, I think, the second day, and I caught 23 the last day. And I bet you out of all those fish, I probably caught at least, I probably caught 12 fish over 17 inches. Dang. Studs. Huge. I mean, I caught a fish that we didn't really measure, but for sure 19-inch cutthroat. Insane, dude. It was freaking insane. Like That's a toad. We literally would uh, – we stopped netting 16 inches for each other. Like, it was like – and these are li- – these are – I have a, like, ruler inside of my net. And Mark said his opening of his net is 17 and a half inches. So we knew. This wasn't just, like, guessing. Because I can promise you when you start guessing trout, you're going to overguess mm-hmm. how actual long these – these are actual 16-inch trout, which do not happen very often. We were like – Oh, yeah, he's he's a good one, but, like, yeah, just stay over there and keep fishing. With cutties, too, like, you, I guess it depends on which ones, but a lot of times, cutthroat are a stockier-built fish. Yeah. Rainbow skin, you have a 24-inch rainbow, but it'd be kind of snaky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and the issue with, like, when I start showing pictures of these things, because you're right, like, these things look like small-headed bullets, basically, mm-hmm. and... I, I, the pictures we got, most of them are one hand because we're just holding the net underneath the fish mm-hmm. in case it flops out or whatever. And so you're like putting your hand under the chunkiest part of the fish, and so they look skinny. But mm-hmm. dude, there were some ridiculous fish, man. Did it you was eat so any cool. fish? No, we didn't. No, no. I think more than anything, it was because we didn't want to smell up our camp. You know, I can see that. We had, um, yeah. So anyway, we Mark caught uh, the last day. Mark caught two twenty inches. In this, in the same day, mm. insane, dude. It was, it was bananas, and we're. I could catch bananas. them on. <laughs> I, I could catch them on like big grasshopper. Uh, the best thing I I threw was like a oversized ant pattern, probably like a size twelve ant foam ant. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, dude. We caught them on. That's you know a what a chubby fly, is? Dude. Yeah, caught them on giant chubbies. I hate chubbies. I mean, yeah. they're they're great to fish with, but they're just. They don't look like anything. They're I know. just a big, nasty I, I was thing. the same way, but Mark started smoking them on Chubby the first morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I started smoking. I caught 18 inches on a, just a gigantic Chubby mm-hmm. with, like, you know, f- like all kinds of just hackle and stuff all over it. And purple, you know? Yeah. It's, like, gross. ridiculous, dude. Um, caught some giants on, like, 14, size 14 mayfly patterns. Um, Why were you switching patterns around? Well, like in the mornings we would see, so like I didn't switch a whole lot, but like um, sometimes what you would do is you'd float through, you'd miss a fish twice, and he would shut down every time. Like if you missed, if you had a fish come up and look or swipe at your bait or refuse it last second, if that happened twice, he would shut down for a few minutes. So if you switched uh, patterns and usually like a downsize, uh, you could catch that fish on the next cast pretty much. A lot of times. So, because mm-hmm. he's ready to eat, he's just like, was unsure about your offering or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but like in the mornings, I started noticing we would see mayfly hatches in the mornings. Uh, and I didn't even have to, like, they were like size 18s, and I throw a 14 and just stroked them, dude. <laughs> I mean, caught, like the last day, I caught a, I caught a uh, 18 incher out of the same hole. I caught a 19 incher the day before um, and caught it on a mayfly. 
like a giant fish just eating like a size 14 mayfly, you know, mm-hmm. just just a parachute atoms. But I don't know. It was so cool, man. And uh, we saw we saw otters. Uh, we saw otters catch like a 17 inch trout and eat it. They like, wouldn't worry about smelling that camp it up. They charged. <laughs> they, uh, Alan thought he was going to die. Like, they charged <laughs> up onto the bank all of a sudden while he's fishing on the bank right at his feet, like feet from his from his feet. And he thought it was a grizz? He, he thought he was getting attacked for sure, <laughs> and it was actually catching a fish that, like, he's, they were coming so hard after the fish, the fish jumped up on the land. And they, they got it, took it back across the river and ate its tail off so it couldn't swim away, and we got it on video and everything, like on, on phones. It's it's sick, dude. That's what I was going to ask you. Did it feel good to like not have the pressure of production? Yeah, it did. Yeah. But at the same time, we talked, me and Mark, several times about like, dude, you could make such a cool fly fishing video in here, you know. But we didn't. And we, we did like document on our phones. We took tons of pictures and video. Mm-hmm. I'll show you some later. It was so cool, dude. Like, And we caught so many fish. We saw no people. We heard elk bugling. We saw elk. Uh, Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> August yeah. 20th? 3. 23. Something like that. Yeah. We saw elk yesterday. So we, we actually, to get to the airport on time, we had to wake up at 5, which I was already up because I woke up at 3 for some reason yesterday. Probably and that grizz sniffing your feet. Probably. <laughs> uh, and we woke, woke up at five, left camp by six, walked 10 miles in three and a half hours and got to the truck. And I was, and we saw uh, elk sparring and bugling on the way out that morning. That makes me want to throw At like oh. a few hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was sick, dude. I mean, I don't know. We saw eagles. We saw, uh, the one thing that I noticed that I like about the Southern Rockies better is uh, there were hardly any songbirds. Like, I never woke up to birds. Hmm. Yeah. It was, That's like, weird. so... It, was, it almost made it ridiculously, weirdly quiet. Yeah. But, dude, so the stars... We'd set out the last two nights and just talk till, like, 10 or 11, you know? Just... Mm-hmm. And the stars were outrageous. We saw the Starlink satellites. Um, like, there was, like... It looked like 30 of them just in a line going across. It was nuts, but... What, uh... What was the most remarkable fish of the trip? Um, the last one I caught, number 23 on day, whatever, four of the trip, uh, was actually the most colorful trout and was probably 16 and a half, 17 inches. The Jordan fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was so red. That's um, cool. But Mark's two 20-inchers were pretty insane. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. But yeah, it was nuts. It was just the coolest thing. Like I may never do it again. It was actually, you know, I was okay walking ten miles out, but I was yeah. also really tired. I bet. And like I didn't want to. I could do maybe another three or four miles, but uh, it wouldn't have been fun at that point for mm-hmm. sure. You know. Well, who had the best water system? What was the best water system? Probably me. Yeah. But I, I, I had this hunt deer deer hunt coming up that I had like I knew I had to keep my feet in good shape for. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot like I switched shoes a lot. I would cross the river, I had a towel, I would dry my feet off on a little hand towel and put my boots back on and go down the river sometimes like a hundred and fifty yards before we'd cross again. And so I'd fish like one hole and then we'd cross. It was not fun, 
But the way to do it is definitely to have waiting, like little waiting shoes, oh, I think. I meant water drinking system. Oh, uh, I don't know. They had a, Alan had a pretty good pump, like a Catadine or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that worked pretty fast. But for some reason, he hated it so much. He hated water filtering so much. And I don't know if like, maybe it worked fast, but that was because he really got after it or what. But I liked my system because... Uh, I don't understand how them boys took one Nalgene all day. They didn't bring water filter systems on the river with them. I was I would drink like three or four Nalgenes on the river, you mm-hmm. know. And so I took my the Steripen and the the lid or whatever, and it worked pretty well. But I did notice we had we had runoff one day that was like, and one of the creeks was like super milky and chalky, and uh, their pumps got all that out and mine didn't my filter did a little filter thing on top yeah. didn't get it out yeah. yeah so i mean i was like well whatever it's just off colored water I mean, it tastes fine yeah it tastes, it's fine. It tastes you just fine. have to get over the fact that it's, it's a weird color. it looks weird yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm about to pee my pants by the way <laughs> 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 too much mio what else do you have to tell us about that trip i feel like there's some things like some details you know like stuff you saw or things that were interesting that you thought were unique back there or whatever. This is difficult because some of this stuff, you know, like I'm pretty much sworn to secrecy on a lot of yeah, a lot of what's stuff. Mark but there's do? he's freaking <laughs> he, is, he is a pencil, you know. Yeah. He's a pencil. I could definitely definitely take him. He would have the reach on me though. Um sorry, right. get up to in tight, dude. Yeah, that's right. Um let me I'm look through my pictures and kind of think about some stuff. There was there was some really um there were some really cool stories that I'll definitely have to tell you later on. But um, uh, I saw, so I was trying to not see much because I always like to podcast about this stuff first. But I did see y'all found a really big elk deadhead. We've seen, we saw several elk deadheads and two of them that were very big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like this one that was there. Mm, that's toad. Yeah. Um, Dang, those upper Rockies elk, it's strange because they don't have the time length, but they got the mass for days. Yeah. It's crazy. The fronts were good on that bull and the, yeah, other, the other one that you saw too. Mm-hmm. Like those those are good fronts. Um, <clears throat> there was there was not like – I didn't feel like there was a ton of elk around. Um, yeah. But there was, I mean, definitely bulls. We glassed some bulls. We heard bugles. Um you know the the hatches on the river were super sparse, which may have actually helped us. I would mm-hmm. say I think that makes the fish pretty opportunistic uh, and terrestrial based. I took a picture of my pee from the middle of the night one night that Mark said you would like to see. I don't know if you would, if you want to or not, but I thought you might. Since I you would like to see. I mean, I'm, uh, it's the most dehydrated stuff. I've ever been for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got a picture of that if you ever want to look at it. Does he um, think that I'm going to drink it? Is that why? No, I, just <laughs> he thinks that you would like to see – you like to see grody stuff, you okay. know. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, grody for a Yankee might be different than grody for a Jackson. <laughs> um, what did you – so the cutthroat rise is kind of a thing. You know what I'm talking about? Slow, meticulous, yeah. thinking about it. Did yeah. you notice that they were still that way? Because yeah. I've never – outside of – Splashy cutthroats in pocket water in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to fish like cutthroats yeah. that much, yeah. you know. So I don't, I don't see that a ton. No, I, I definitely was. It's so cool. Yeah. Like, what's weird is, uh, you would get 
an 18 inch fish come up and eat a big terrestrial and his mouth would come out of the water. So like little such in such little amount that you wouldn't know that that fish wasn't like you would, you would assume he was like a 13 or 14 inch fish. Maybe, you know, just like, you know what they call stalker size. They're not stalkers obviously, but like that, like 12 to 14 inch fish and you'd set the hook and like, a second later, you would turn that fish, and you'd see him underwater, and you'd be like, oh, my goodness, like, that is a monster, you know? And uh, and so, like, you you would, even when they'd come up and you'd see, you'd see their whole body and everything, just through a fraction, you can't tell how big they are. And the way they sip, you know, you don't see much of their mouth or head or anything a lot of times. And so, like, it was really awesome because every time you set the hook, you didn't know what you actually had, even though you saw the fish eat a lot of times. Uh, but I did have... The first day we fished downstream, I had, I, I literally, we caught like, I caught like maybe, uh, I, I think I said like a dozen or 15 fish or something. Um, I did not catch a fish. I don't think I caught a fish under 14 inches and I only caught one under 15. That's how many big toads were in there, dude. That is toad city. Yeah. And so like insane that direction, right? Uh, but there were two fish. I caught two fish out of this pool that. Uh, were both toads like back to back 17 18 inch fish and the second one which was the bigger one legit his tail was a foot out of the water on the on the hit on the take like he jumped jumped out a foot out of the water wow on the take that's cool. So I freaked out <laughs> and I thought when I set the hook I fully expected that he he came up so hard that I fully expected when I set the hook for it to be an empty line. Like I didn't think, I thought he was surely he missed it. He came mm, so fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just blew it up. And I, when I set the hook, I was like shocked that it loaded up. And he so was did on you there. let him go back into the water before you yes. set the hook? Yes, Dang. I did. <laughs> Cause cool. I was like trying to see if my, if my hopper was still on the water and you know, it all, all this happens very quick, but like I didn't see it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance. Cause that was definitely a take on my hopper. Mm. Set the hook and it like loaded up. I was like, no way. And so I was like yelling, like, hey, I got cool. a big one. <laughs> so <laughs> Get over here. I bet you were. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how did you feel about downstream versus upstream? I don't like to fish downstream. No, I don't either. Um, but, you know, it was big enough that like you could kind of get where you wouldn't spook them. It's also remote. So like not super, they're not super spooky. Um, I think they behave differently in that remote situation, whereas, like, um, you know, they're not used to seeing people. Mm. So definitely a thing, but at the same time, like, uh, they recover more quickly than, like, a rainbow on the lower mountain fork or something. You yeah. know what I mean? I like, so. to, but I like it because of the, the drift and the fighting in particular. But you can do this thing where, like, you walk downstream but still fish upstream. Yeah. Were you doing that a lot? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, just kind of like 90 degree more than anything because yeah. you, you would swing, you know, you shoot upstream, swing downstream. And the water was, like, in that section especially was slower. Um, and so you you didn't, like, you know, you, you could have long drifts essentially. Mm-hmm. So, but um, we we that was that was the day we actually fished down to – we didn't even know, but we fished like almost back down to our first camp. That's how far we fished in like an afternoon. Man. Yeah, we. I mean, my feet were pretty tore up, dude. <laughs> after that day, I had to wear more shoes after that because I just. I mean, 
like literally might as well have been barefoot. We're walking on rocks, mm-hmm. you know, just like big rocks all the way up and down. But yeah, we fished when we ended, we ended up at what Mark called the mega hole, which was just this massive deep hole in this like bend. And that's where the otters were. And they were, they're weird, dude. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like hyper, uh, attentive and like aware you know, as opposed to like, you see a bear sometimes, you're like, that thing is just lumbering along, you know. You see an otter and it's like peeking its head up out of the water, it looks like a human or mm-hmm. a monkey or something, you know. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's a, that thing is looking at me and knows I'm here and it's curious. And yeah, they, so they, I had to like, I've, they kind of freaked me out because they're big, <laughs> dude. Like, they, they might have weighed 40 pounds. Yeah. Things are, were huge, you know. And uh, they kind of came close one day, one time. There was fish rising. They were chasing fish, and like it was, it was nuts, man. The otters live good up in there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. But we ended up, we figured out. Like Mark was like, you know what? Uh, where we saw that grizzly is literally this hill that this that makes this pool right here. So uh, we we didn't hang around too long. We got mm-hmm. headed back. Like I said, we got rained on that evening. But um, I, I definitely like lost weight on the trip because I ate like a hog yesterday flying around trying to get home and then got home and ate two bowls of cereal like big old frosted flake bowls and still only weighed 206 <laughs> so my, dude, my pants wouldn't would not i needed a notch bad in the belt <laughs> after that trip dude that's funny i was i came out thin which i i packed really i packed enough food but we walked so much mm-hmm. man like i mean fishing is a high calorie exertion yeah. activity too because you're constantly moving you might not be lifting heavy weight or doing heavy cardio, but you're constantly moving. Yeah. And um, three miles on the river is also all stabilization. Like your oh, yeah. whole your body's stabilizing itself mm, the whole time. Core central. Yeah. And you're thinking and concentrating the whole time too, which is undervalued whenever people talk about calories. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here vegging on the couch, you're not using a whole lot. But if you're racking your brain as hard as you can, you're actually burning more calories because yeah. you're doing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it takes it to, and it to, and. You don't look up and you're like, I hadn't eaten lunch, hadn't drank yeah, any it's water. 4 PM and you're yeah, like, my Nalgene's <laughs> half full. This is bad. Yeah, I need yeah. to, I need to for <laughs> sure get apple this. juice over here. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll stop. You know. Yeah. But uh, I basically took, so I took um, Mountain House for my dinners, and I actually had one extra. So I, br- I actually brought it home because I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do two on the last day. It's just super salty, and you know, I'm gonna go thin into my next hunt, but. I did the mountain house thing, and I did dry a bunch of fruits before I left. I did mm-hmm. bananas, mangoes, and apples. And let me tell you, that was the move. Like, I so I got interested in this thing. Uh, a lot of the Texas guys will get this, but some others might not. But there's a there's a chain called Bucky's. It's a convenience store here in Texas, massive convenience store. Like, if you hadn't been there, it's a tourist experience. Um, Bucky's has these bananas that are dried bananas. And it's this one ingredient product. There's no preservatives or nothing on the back of this thing, and they taste like, like, and they're they're not chips. They're dry, dried bananas, but they're not like banana chips. And they taste like banana nut muffins. And like they're so good. And so I was like, I can make this. If it's one <laughs> ingredient, I can do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I started tinkering around with it last week or a week before I left, and. Uh, I ended up pretty much making them, figuring them out, and they are so good. And then I buy, I, I I'm kind of a apple snob, and so I buy like some pretty like two fifty a pound type apples, you know. And 
I bought a bunch of those and dried them out. Primo, dude. Like good backcountry food. And so I ate a bunch of that stuff. Um, the mangoes are awesome to have in the backcountry, but they're kind of like, I feel like if I could just, you know, eat them like raw or whatever, I get more out of it than if I try to slice that thing up and dry it out, you know? So it's kind of like it hurts to like buy a mango and slice it into little slices and dry it up as opposed to just like letting it be fully, you know, dripping off your mouth mm. kind of. As you say that, goodness. I'm hungry and I have a mango sitting <laughs> yeah. next to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the backcountry food system, like I did that and some old Wisconsin beef jerky sticks, which are always a, a good go-to. Good move. And uh, Mark actually talked me into getting some cheese before we left, and it was at Sargento Cheddar. I don't know if I'll ever go backcountry without getting cheese again. Dude. <laughs> that was good, man. That hit the spot. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, like my my food system was good. I planned it out pretty well. Took some like cashews and mm. a little bit of trail mix and cashews are the best. They're the best, man. <laughs> They're so good. It's like almost like a meat plant. It you is. know what I mean? But anyway, that was kind of my backcountry food system, and I and I'm glad I've kind of dialed dialed my backcountry. Uh, system overall pretty well I think like I've done enough of them now that I I wasn't really missing too much stuff I had everything I needed but I also didn't have like more than I needed I came out pretty light Mm -hmm. um, ate almost all my food like I think the only thing I literally the only thing I didn't eat was some pistachios and um, one mountain house and so I mean I kind of like to be in the position of carrying out a little bit yeah no, I definitely would rather uh, not starve back there because mm-hmm. I was already like, you know, calorie deficit. And when we got out, I ate two gigantic like gourmet sandwiches, a uh, bag of chips, drank a Pepsi, and ate about half of Mark's cookies. He bought a whole package of Keebler cookies, <laughs> and I ate like a ton of those too. So mm. uh, that was just my lunch. We're gonna have to introduce Marky to the. Uh the uh, duplex cookie. Yeah, for sure. You know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know nothing about that up there. Man. <laughs> That's right. Michigan. They're both them, both them boys from Michigan. So, you know, I yeah. had to had to earn my own around there. Oh, you want some of these ginger snaps, do you? <laughs> oh, they're making, they're making fun. Of, like, they, we, we were walking down the trail just calling bears, you know, trying to make sure they knew we were there. And they started talking about how the Michigan way of doing it would be. They would, you know, be walking around. Like, oh, sorry, didn't see you there. <laughs> yeah, come on through now. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, so your backcountry stuff's dialed. Uh, you took a new pack. You feel good about that pack? I love it, yeah. Looking forward. I mean, I still have, like, the love handle rubbing thing from walking 10 miles out with it yesterday, mm-hmm. which is not great. But I also wore a leather belt. I think if I wore, like, a thin nylon belt, that would help mm-hmm. with the pinch and stuff there. Uh, maybe, but, uh, overall, I really like that pack a lot. Um, and I, I say I'm dialed, like it's definitely more dialed than it's ever been. And I feel pretty good about it, but I don't want to like, you know, say that and then go on this next trip and be like, hey, go, man, I messed that up big time, you know, or whatever. But I, I feel pretty good about it, you know? So, and the next trip I go on is actually Colorado, and uh, I'm going to be doing some mountain mule deer hunting, I think. So I think you will, too. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I think you'll be doing some mountain mule deer hunting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the yeah. next the next thing up. And 
that happens in, I think, Eric and I are leaving in four days. What day are y'all leaving? We were kind of debating this, didn't really know for sure. I think we're going to leave. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to decide. But, yeah, we're going to we're gonna try to get out there and pretty soon and uh, shoot a mule deer somewhere. Hopefully he's a good one. And, uh, you know, Eric's, it'll be Eric's first backcountry mountain trip. Yes, sir. Yeah. So he's got a, I'm going to try to help him out and give him a, you know, upper hand, um, give him the shortcut, but he's going to be thrown into the wildfire right now. And, uh, hopefully he has all the things he needs, you know, he looks like he does. (laughs) Usually what you end up doing is packing too heavy the first few times and then, maybe like a, a you know a few trips where you're like oh i need to downscale and then you end up coming out too light and then finally you kind of dial it all in usually. that's basically so. my biggest worry right now is like how do i pack for this thing yeah uh just one thing i would tell you for advice is uh and i might be a little different than tyler on this but i like to have a little something something to kind of make me feel good from time to time. So, like, the Mio thing Tyler does. Mm-hmm. But, like, at night, I I like to do, like, a hot tea or something at night. It just kind of, like. Try to piss out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a nice yes, thing. Sir. Uh, peanut butter Snickers is the thing, <laughs> dude. It's the best <laughs> thing. Those are good, for sure. Oh, Those are good. I'm going to try to do less of that this year, though. Like, I got real bad in whitetail season about just eating snacks and stuff like that when it's, like, you're actually not expending a whole lot, you know. So, maybe yeah. you should eat a mango or something. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a lot yeah. of mangoes back in uh, you know the Midwest no, country. They aren't big no. on the mangoes there. I don't think. Yeah, that was uh, they. Uh, Alan drank one of those Jaritos, uh mm. drinks or whatever, mm. uh, orange one that yesterday. Is a sugar. He's like, man, this is good. It's like I think I've seen these up in Michigan before, like in the in, you know, like in the Latin section or whatever. Latin section. You know? <laughs> I was like, y'all have segregated stores up there or what? <laughs> I was like, all of our stuff's combined down here. That's funny, dude. I was just kind of making fun. But, yeah. like, yeah, they uh, he liked them. He's like, I don't know. I was Dang. like, they, those are on every job site, man. Yeah. Like, he needs to try Manzanito or whatever they're called. That, you know that Apple one? Yeah. You talk about a sugar fest. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is his, uh, it was only like 40-something sugar uh, grams of sugar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, Mark had an orange crush. Like oh, the original? Rager. Yeah, like 73. Yeah. He, like, as soon as he found, like, Alan brought that up, he was like, oh, 40-something uh, grams of sugar. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's pretty bad, you know? Looked at mine. It was like a Pepsi. It was like 30-something or 39 or something, you know? And Mark goes, oh, 73. And he stopped <laughs> drinking it immediately and put it in his bag and threw it away. <laughs> you know, um, so we used to go sand bass fishing, and there was a convenience store halfway back home. And there, we called it the Orange Crush Place or something like a or- cold orange drink place. <laughs> and we would stop and, like, kind of traditional, get, like, a, a crush mm-hmm. and then get a zero bar. You know what a zero bar yeah. is? And that was my snack. Really? Crushing a zero bar. Dude. How many? <laughs> I was never a big fan of zero bars. I'm not either. But, but that was they the are thing built out of sugar. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Like that. Don't they have, like, the whole top half is, like, a sugar cream thing? Like yeah, within like the nougat. within the yeah, it's, it's like a it's, it's like, like a nougat, but it's more like it's more sugary looking. Like yeah. it's transparent it, a little bit. Yeah, it's white chocolate nougat on the bottom and like a sugar nougat on top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which zero. explain to me what zero means? Is. You have zero more days left <laughs> on this earth after you eat. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, 
is gross. Uh, but, dude, yeah. it uh, sounds like a super fun trip. Yeah, uh, it was I'm glad killer. you had to go. I'm really I wish you'd have been pictures. there, man. I wish I was, too. I thought, I thought a bunch right. about how much you'd, you would love to do that. It's romantic of you. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just was like, man, because, you know, as far as fly fishing goes, you and me have done some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I think fly fishing with a buddy, it's always you. And I'm like, man. We actually haven't done that in two years. Yeah. Which we probably need to change that next year. Daddy, daddy. I know. Nothing like that. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of me. Yeah. Um, are you now the guy who knows how to camp and hunt in bear country and we can go do that thing? As long as uh, you don't make me fight the bear. Like if you'll, bear. if you'll jump in. Yeah. I mean, I took a gun on the trail. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a gun. I didn't pull my gun out until we were really like back in where we were going. Um, but then I had it on my hip for three days straight. Yeah. So. But you feel good about it. Like you and I yeah. can go hunt elk in bear country, and you think we'll be fine. Mm, most <laughs> cases, but the thing about that is. In elk country, you're being quiet and yeah. sounding like an elk. See, that's the weird thing about it. Yeah. I don't get to say, oh, oh, oh are you over there, Mary? <laughs> yeah. That much, you know? Like, yo, 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 Tina yeah. and Cena. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it's different, yeah, because you can talk while you're fishing. So we talked the whole way up and down the river. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty creepy in, at times. To like talk? It just, it, no, it just feels feels like here I am on this river, and there are willows right next to me, and you just like, Literally every three steps, you're like, hey, bear, hey, you know, just hoping that one doesn't tear out of the willows all of a sudden at you, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do anything. But I do feel like after having both on my hip, I would probably, in most cases, go spray first, gun second. I really? do feel like, yeah. Because I think the spray gives you a better margins. Uh, you're going to miss less with the spray. And... um then the nine is like kind of, or the the handgun, whatever it is, is like your, if it jumps on top of you or mm-hmm. if you're, it gets on your buddy or whatever, you shoot in the ground and spook it with the sound or whatever. You know, like there's just, there's things you can do with the gun that you can't with the spray, right? And like, for instance, like if I was fishing around the bend, um, I might have been a little more th- thinking towards like potentially using the gun just because then my buddies can hear that something's going on, whereas, like, they're 150 yards from me right now, and if I yell, they can't yeah. hear because they're at a fall or yeah. whatever. They're you just know? like, oh, I smell spicy things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know there was wild peppers here. Right. I, I could see that, though. Like, uh, you know, I think the, the cool guy, gun rights advocate guy was like, I want to use a gun. But, yeah. like, really, if there's a bear at 10 yards running at you, you th- think about everybody's sprayed wall spray, mm-hmm. right? And, like, a lot of times you spray that stuff, and your first spray isn't right on the money. But yeah. you can just shh yeah. and cover it. And bear probably about the same way. Whereas yeah. a gun, you have to – you get moments in time where yeah. you're hitting it. Pop, 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 right? Yeah, so, you got nine millimeters of chance to yes, hit it. You exactly. know, or whatever, yeah. or ten millimeters. And it's like – yeah, because – and that's the thing is you – like, I think with pepper spray, you kind of build a wall, mm-hmm. hopefully – uh, which that's a taboo thing to say, <laughs> uh, but people from Texas will understand. Uh, so, but yeah, I think you kind of build a wall with that bear spray as opposed to with the gun. It's like, man, you got about two to three shots max that you get to get off and you better hope they hit mm-hmm. better. Hope you're like, cause the thing is with like, if you're not, if you don't shoot a handgun all the time, 
you're not going to be looking straight down the rails when a bear's hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to shoot high is what you're mm-hmm. going to end up doing probably. So, like, I, I just feel like that that was the first thing. And then, you know, if by chance the bear got on you, then you hopefully can get your gun out and just put one right in its chest or whatever, yeah. you Well, know? that's the other thing with uh, a gun is, like, I don't know, a bear charging – you have a pretty small area to hit to actually stop yeah, that bear. I guarantee. Like you hit him in the leg, he's just be madder. Yeah, yeah. Know? I know, I know. And honestly, like a bear charging you is surprised mm-hmm. usually. They say, and um, if you just shoot off a big old loud gun thing, it's likely to freak the bear out even more to the point where it like does some weird stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, I'm going to act like a skunk here that has pepper spray in my butt, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think that the the one thing that I didn't like about the trip is the fact that literally the whole time you have to be bear conscious, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I like about the Southern Rockies is, I mean, outside of, like, hanging your food, I don't hardly ever feel too weird walking around. Sometimes in the willows next to the river where you can't hear, it's kind of weird. Um, but like outside of that, I'm, I'm never like super worried in the Southern Rockies, but there it was lit. I mean, it was literally get out of your tent and put your spray, your bear spray on in your tent so that you have it on when you get out and, you know, walk to the, you know, food where you got your food a hundred yards away and the whole time saying, Hey bear, because there might be bears at the food. And then the whole time you're fishing like every time you're not actively fishing, you're moving up. It's hey bear, hey bear, hey bear. The I mean, you say it like thousands of times, mm-hmm. and so just that whole like consciousness that you have to have to stay safe is also kind of like an annoyance and that kind of thing. So Mark probably wouldn't like to say that because he appreciates the grizzlies for sure. So which it's I do too. I, I mean, it was cool to, to see a grizzly. I've never seen a grizzly in the lower forty-eight. Mm-hmm. So. It was cool to see that thing, and at the same time, also like getting dark and like, man, I'm about to be in a little tent next to a, you know my food hanging on a pole, basically, and you know, just I don't know. You hope that you don't have like toothpaste on your pants, and the bear thinks that he needs to dig around in your tent that night. So, see, that's the thing I don't understand is why would a bear? Why would it be like? the smell of cooked trout is any different than the smell of my human flesh. Like why? I've thought of that too, because I got ripe. I took, I was gone like eight or nine days, whatever it was. And I took one shower over the course of that. Mm -hmm. So I was smelling Mm -hmm. and I'm like, the only thing I can think of is that maybe the like stench of body odor is not really something that they key in on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like, surely an elk stinks, but it's different. You know what I mean? I mean, I've cleaned some elk, and bulls are nasty. Yeah, but even, like, outside of the urine on their hawks or whatever, like, just, like, the dander or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not what attracts a grizzly to an elk or whatever. And really, I don't think that grizzlies are tracking live things all that often. You know what I mean? I think Mm. more than anything, they're turning over rocks and eating, you know, voles or whatever it comes out of there and berries this time of year and you know kind of almost scavenger like than Mm -hmm. anything so i don't know i 
I feel, yes, I do feel more comfortable. It's like, it's like anything, man. The more you do it, the more comfortable you are. It's like the more you sleep in your bed by yourself, the less you put your heads in, head under the covers, you yeah. know? So I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's more comfortable now than I was. Which is funny. With Grizzlies, you might, uh, should feel less comfortable. Yeah. The, the further you go, because it's a law, it's odds. Yeah. Right? So like every year, somebody's going to get eaten by a Grizzly. <laughs> And the more you do it, the more the odds are higher. It's you. Yeah. So the first time you went, you should feel real comfortable. Yeah. If think, you've done it, I'm good now. I came from the backcountry of the Grizzlies five thousand times. Well, buddy, you about to get eaten. I mean, that's like every the odds out, are like, out. When we did those British Columbia hunts, like those guides all have stories, and it's like that's because they're there all the time, mm-hmm. and they're in the woods with them camping, and it's like, you know, I mean. The the guy the second year is like he doesn't even know how many times he's been attacked by black bears. What the heck? <laughs> what the bears that aren't supposed to attack? If, people, if right? coyotes attacked me, I would I think I would know how many times coyotes attacked me, even though they're small. It's like kind of freaky, you know. Mm-hmm. He just like didn't even have a count on that. He knew how many grizzly attacks he had on him, like three or whatever, mm. or two, you know, whatever. But like the black bear thing, he's like, oh yeah, they charge all the time. I'm like, what? But they're bigger up there than they are in most places down here. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, but yeah, more comfortable. So I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm glad that I lived through it, that's for sure. Good. Because I, go. I was I was definitely nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. We were in thick grizzly country. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like we didn't see we saw some elk, a grizzly, a black bear, and no other big game. So that's like you know, no moose, no wolves. Uh, we we saw two deer, I think. So, just as many bears as deer, if that makes you feel good. That's a thing that you see in the Lewis and Clark journals, is that the country was overrun with predators. Like, it was a thing. There's a ton of predators on the landscape whenever humans aren't involved. So, what is that? What is that? What kind of conclusions do you draw from that? How spiritual do you want to get? You know me. <laughs> How spiritual do people want to listen uh, to, I guess. I feel as if uh, the dominion of man is a good thing. And uh, when men come around and can do what we are commanded to do, and that is to be stewards of the land, one of those things is making sure that we are a part of the balance that's out there, that we, we, we are supposed to exist here. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be exclusive of the things going on outside. Yeah. So whenever we are there and we in turn um, not eradicate, but take the numbers down of the predators, we flourish and so does the game. Mm-hmm. And then predators still get to exist, but have a conscious fear of man mm-hmm. and then therefore live in the places they should and don't feel like they're the bosses. Yeah. That's uh, that's how I feel about it too. Yeah. Um, but we talked to me and Mark talked a little bit about, um, you know, they had a grizzly hunt um, or a draw for a grizzly hunt for the first time since the endangered listing, mm-hmm. uh, what, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. whenever that was. And before the hunt actually happened, it got shut down, you know, and that I was talking to another guy um, in our business meeting, that Eric and I had, that, um, he was... He doesn't think that it's going to, like, there's, he doesn't know if it'll ever actually come back to light. Like, he feels like we will never hunt grizzlies. In the lower 48? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's weird. 
Um, yeah, that's how it goes, dude. Once you once you don't hold the line, the line never comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing because, you know, nobody uh, like everybody. This is this is another thing that is not super PC to say, but everybody believes in science until nobody wants to believe in science. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So. It's because science doesn't exist. How about that? <laughs> you know, you want to blow some people's minds? Hey, I'm glad I didn't see that right there. Yeah, for real, dude. Mama and three cubs? Yeah. No, thanks. <clears throat> um, We're looking at pictures <laughs> on the on the internet. But. Yeah. Well, sounds like fun, man. It was, man. I, I really, like I said, I really wish you could have come because even you, it's hard to understand exactly what it was like for uh-huh. me. It's hard for me to tell you. <clears throat> I don't know. Especially this is definitely Mark a special place. Let you tell me things. Yeah, no. Yeah, I Mark. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's high profile. <laughs> high profile. But uh, we'll get to do some fun stuff like that again. I'm glad yeah. you got to go. I'm not like super bummed because I mean yeah. I'm blessed with the birth of a child and yeah. excited about it. But yeah. um, glad that doesn't come around every, you know, nine months like it does for a deer. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. what Padre deers. They don't have to hang out with, they they, with their young <laughs> they at don't, all. Uh-uh. They don't have any expectations. <laughs> no, you know? that's right. They are. They are. Yeah, I, there's things that I could say that are not very nice, but they are definitely not involved. Yeah. Well, uh, our seasons are about to get rolling. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like the thing that um, it's like the last two raw of like summertime activities to an extent of what yeah. y'all just did, and uh, the boys are out. Hunting deer with Chad and Cruiser mm-hmm. uh, from Cruiser in Cruisers. They're going to be doing some saddle hunting. There's some whitetails, velvet bucks. They're going to be hunting. I don't know how much killing they're going to be doing, though. Uh, somebody's going to kill something. <sighs> it doesn't look good in the text group. What do you mean? The, the, text, the text that I've just received don't look good. Oh, I hadn't. I don't think there's it, been a whole lot of buck locating. I don't have any They've text. Been sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Size on, slaps on. <laughs> What? <laughs> sleep at home. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you're about to go mule deer hunting. Yeah. And I'm going elk hunting. And then you're going elk hunting. And then we're starting our white tails. Dead gum it. It's going to be good, man. I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready. I'm pumped. We've got some cool things that we're going to be working on this year. Some Actually, some collaborative work. Um, so, you know, uh, still going to have lots of YouTube comment content uh, or YouTube videos coming down the pipe. But... Um, as far as like the full, uh, experience, you might have to wait on some of that. I'll just kind of keep it at that unless you want to divulge more, but y'all will see things on social media that you won't see on our YouTube channel, but you can see them on a different platform next year. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're going to have to keep a couple of things close to the cuff that happened this year but some of it or a lot of it still is going to be on the element youtube channel um so make sure you subscribe like casey said um you're going to see us on a uh, different podcast as well so um we'll give you more information about that we're just kind of i'm trying to fill you guys in about stuff we've known for a while but still uh have to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle are put together before we but there will be other uh, cool formats that we're going to be partaking in that you guys can find us through. And uh, um, I think that you'll enjoy. It'll be a little different than these type of shows, you know, that we've been mm-hmm. you've been used to with us. So, but we're still we still have them. So we'll still be doing our thing. 
completely, uh, but we'll be helping out in other areas with other people as well. So we're really excited about it. And, um, you know, going to get to talk to a lot of dudes this fall about what's going on in their hunting world. Yeah, so. buddy. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Be All fun. right. Well, it is time to rock and roll, guys. We got a little bit of work to do. We're going to talk about some more stuff. I hope y'all are getting your work done and getting ready to rock and roll because, man, you could be deer hunting like within the next month, but for sure within the next two months. Yeah. A month and a half. Right? A month and a half. Month, less than a month and a half. Less than a month and a half. Most people, yeah. Yeah. Like October 1 is only like 40 days away or something like that. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Remember, guys, we have got good times ahead. And remember, this is your element. Live in it. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.